ladies and gentlemen, and welcome again to Talking Tuggies, the show where they talk Tuggies. Ah, uh, yes, during introduction by Mr. Billy Robinson. Thank you, Billy. I am Chris, and that is Dan. Hey. And we are going back to the summer of 1981 today. It's the last day of summer camp. The camp last firewood. day of summer camp. Ah, uh, yes. This week's film is Wet Hot American Summer, which, of course, we watched in preparation for the new Netflix show, which is actually going to be a prequel about the start of camp. Yep. And despite how these guys are all significantly older, they're all going to be playing younger versions of themselves. Yep. Because why not? Now, for those of you guys who actually listen to the show, you know that you should have already watched the movie by now. But, you know. Let's be realistic here, guys. We know some of you, you guys. We know you didn't. So some of you probably also don't even really know the format of the show. Pretty simply put, we kind of run through the plot and talk about all the stuff that we liked and everything. Um, we're going to do something different for Wet Hot American Summer. And it has nothing to do with the quality of the movie or anything, because the movie is friggin' hilarious. But it's very fast-paced, a lot of cuts, a lot of stuff happening at once, back and forth. So there's no way to uh, to kind of run through it in order and do it justice. Um, also, there's no cheat sheets online that I can find. Everybody who posts a quote-unquote detailed synopsis of the movie pretty much is just like, well... Here's a couple of the key points that happen, and uh, yeah, it's too much for us to type, too. So we're going to go through the main cast of characters and kind of run through their story and laugh at funny moments for them. Let's start with the top build person in the movie, which is Janine Giroffalo, and that's Beth. She's the camp director, who, of course, starts off by not giving a shit that all the boys were sleeping with the girls at the beginning of the movie and are all running back to their to their well, own the last day at camp. What is she going to do? You know, but yeah, then again, like, hey. also someone got kicked out the last day of camp. So I was like, what are they going to do? Oh, get yeah. Her out? Oh, yeah. We see a kid that got kicked out the last day of camp. What did he get kicked out for again? Oh, it like they say it, 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 but it was like outlandish or something. So it probably it was wasn't ridiculous. true. Yeah, yeah, but it was still ridiculous. God. All right, so uh, so Beth is kind of like the uh, the the counselor who just is phoning it in for the last day of camp until she sees this guy that's just hanging out in this house that's next to the camp that he just goes there every summer, and that's David Hyde Pierce as Professor Henry Newman. Oh, he's an associate professor. He's not a. Oh yeah, he's just the associate professor. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, he teaches astrophysics at the college, and he comes here in the summer to think. And Beth falls in love with him immediately. Oh, and I love it because like they keep on breaking stuff. Yeah, like she she grabs the trowel or whatever. He hands her the trowel, and it breaks off. It breaks a window, and then like something else breaks a window. Something else breaks a window. And then, like, the next scene, someone, I think, like, steps on something, and you hear a window break. Yes. <laughs> the exact same sound, like, five yes, times in the awesome. movie. So, her her main... These two are kind of intertwined for the movie. He, uh... She invites him back to camp to talk to, about space with all the kids, because they'll love it. And he kind of just, like, wanders into the cafeteria, and he's like, hey... Who wants to spend the last day of camp doing science projects? And this kid who was uh, 
who was trying to recruit everybody, all the girls, for a Dungeons and Dragons game, wearing a sheet or a towel as a cape. Like he volunteers. This this medieval obsessed kid volunteers. This uh, like this British goth girl. This like stereotypical mall chick. Yeah, there's all, the mall rat chick and the cure the cure girl and the mall rat girl. Yep. as they referred to in the, in the credits. Yeah, there and then the there's indoor the indoor uh, kids. And then there's the the <laughs> the Mork kid. Yeah, he loves Mork. <laughs> nanu, nanu. He loves Mork and Mindy. <laughs> yeah. So, they're doing science projects out in the woods. And uh so and their whole time David Hyperius keeps looking up at the sky randomly and somehow despite the fact that it's daylight and you probably wouldn't be able to see this, he sees a piece of Skylab falling towards Earth. So, He's trying to find a way to stop this to save the camp. But meanwhile, she's trying to impress him by doing her hair. And, you know, so what about uh, changing your clothes? Like, should I put on clean pants? No, I, I wouldn't say pants. So, like, slacks? <laughs> How about a sexy dress? So, she dress? wants to learn more about the astrophysics. So, she is like, but <laughs> she like runs to the to the uh, the nurse lady and is like Nancy, where is where can I find books? Uh, a bookstore or the library? Yeah. And then she goes, yeah, and she takes library? off. And then he shows up and he's like, Nancy, where can I find books about being a camp director? <laughs> and she's uh, just like, you tried the library. library, Henry, the library. Uh, I gotta talk about my favorite scene in this movie when they go to town. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god! I know like, the feels, man, because I worked on I worked summer camp as as a as staff for like three years. They go <laughs> they go into town. They all hop in the back of her pickup truck. All the main counselors who we're going to talk about in a minute. And they go in there. They all go to the library. They're all eating ice cream <laughs> and they're all. They're all smoking cigarettes. Then they're smoking weed. Then they're getting, they're yeah, shooting they're like up heroin. Punch an old lady cooking. in the stomach and take her purse. <laughs> take her purse. And then they end up in a crack house, twitching. <laughs> yeah. And then they come back and it's like, man, it's great to be out, even for an hour. That was funny as hell. <laughs> that's the main humor in this movie that they I do like a weekend love. bender in one hour. Yeah. But that's what I loved about the humor of this movie is that everything's taking place in less than 24 hours. In fact, it's it only until the at 6:30 and ends like right after 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And there's like uh there there is next day stuff, but it's not you know, it's at the very it's end like of the, the movie. It's like the last 5 minutes. <laughs> so, we'll get back to their story in a little bit. Um I want to talk about Molly Shannon's character, Gail <laughs> Von Klenenstein, she's the arts and crafts teacher who is not over her recent divorce at all. I love it. So instead of doing arts and crafts, she spends the entire day crying while the, the kids try the to kids, cheer her up. The kids are offering her life advice. <laughs> and then the one kid, Aaron, is I'm like... I'm going to trash my sex, but we're pretty unfeeling monsters or whatever. <laughs> If I'm going to put down my whole gender for a minute, oh, my God, it was great. It was great role reversal because it could see, like, the little girl at camp being upset that, like, the kid doesn't like her and the, the counselor is all consoling her. It was fantastic. That's why it's funny. 
All right, so let's start talking about some of the main counselors here. We have Michael Schulwalter, who plays Coop. Yep. Gerald Cooperberg. And basically his whole thing is that he's in love with uh, – I think her, I think it's Margaret Moreau, I think is her name. Uh, she plays Katie, and he's in love with Katie. But Katie is in love with Paul Rudd. <laughs> Ant-Man. Andy. <laughs> So, so Coop is kind of like Coop is the ultimate nice guy that gets put in the friend zone. Katie's the Katie's the confused kind of slutty girl who doesn't really know what she wants, and then Andy's just a big douchebag. And I love like when he's in the cafeteria, he just throws his plate on the ground, and Beth is like, "Andy, you gotta pick that up." He's like, "Ugh." Ugh. Like, and he like rag arms the entire time, and he has to like go back and pick up the fork like three times. <laughs> Oh, man. So they've got their whole storyline going on here. Yeah, it's all about him trying to get with her, but she's oblivious to him in that way. Yeah. So he, like, <laughs> there, there's all kinds of ways that he, uh, like, he takes her to his, his special place to think. This is where the ghost like, shit. This is where the ghost shit. And, uh. She she's cold or he's cold, so they're both cold. She offers her sweatshirt, and then she's cold, so he offers his flannel. He's like, "Yeah, but that's my favorite shirt, so can I have it back?" They're both wearing each other's jackets. Oh my god! All right, let's talk about let's talk about Christopher Maloney's character, Gene. He fought in Nam, you know. <laughs> he did. He is the he, camp uh, cook. <laughs> he's the camp cook. He's and got. He it. has one yeah. assistant. <laughs> he has one assistant named Gary. It's just kind of like he, he kind of he kind of enables him, but he's kind of scared of him at the same time. It's and hilarious. I. And his his uh, his best friend is a can, a of, can mixed of mixed vegetables, vegetables with the voice, voice of H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin, that's the best. <laughs> Archer's giving him life advice to to oh be himself God. and don't ever cover up. Because he keeps it's on not- saying stuff like like he's doing I – mean, he's like, all right, and after you're done washing that, I'm going to go and put mud on my ass. And they were like, what? And, he'd be like, and he would cover up for it. But I like his speech at the end, like at dinner. He's like, it's been an honor serving all of you this summer. And I'd like you to know that I talked to a can of mixed vegetables and I put mud on my ass and I'm going to go hump the fridge. <laughs> and then, like, Gary rolls the fridge out and he starts slowly humping it and gets this big ovation. <laughs> but I love how everybody is, uh, everybody goes nuts over the stupidest stuff in this movie. <laughs> All right, let's move on to who should we talk about next? Uh Who's uh talk about the gay guys? <laughs> All right, yeah, let's talk about Michael Ian Black. He's McKinley, and him and his two buddies are constantly going to check out the girls. You know, oh, they're they're getting in the water, they're getting undressed. This is going to be so hot, and he's just like, guys, I can't be here. Guys, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, they're like, dude, McKinley's a virgin. We got to We got to get him a girl. Yeah, we're we're gonna hook him up with. With one Meanwhile, of the sluts he's tonight. like going into like the equipment shed with Bradley Cooper and making <laughs> Bradley him. Cooper, Michael Ian Black and Bradley Cooper have a gay sex scene, which is all involved with their <laughs> with their feet kicking a soccer ball as they try to readjust themselves. It's disturbing. It's <laughs> it funny as hell. Disturbing. 
But then the guys find out that they're gay and they buy him a chaise lounge. <laughs> That's the best part. That they're super. Ex- Dude, they have like a commitment this. ceremony in the middle of the day. Like, yeah. you know. That's when they dis- they they discover him. Dude, McKinley's a fag. And you He's think an they're F- gonna like D- rag on him or something? But they're like, we got you a lounge chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Bradley Cooper is part of the drama department that's gonna do the the talent show at the end. His partner is Amy Poehler. Susie, who's just a complete bitch about everything, but she's like still trying to hang with the cool guys too. Well, the, the funny thing is, uh, in like the opening credits and stuff, they're like at a campfire, and she keeps on trying to kiss him, and he keeps on moving away. Yeah, pay attention in there. So I got to imagine early in the summer she tried to hook up with him, and then she found out he was gay. Oh my gosh, so friggin' funny. Um. I gotta talk about. I gotta talk about the beekeeper, Artie Solomon. Oh, who, whose voice was by Sam Levine, but he wasn't played by Sam Levine. Yeah. <laughs> so he's hosting his own campwide radio show. To yeah, nobody. And the movie's almost over before we realize nothing's plugged in. Yeah, he's not actually <laughs> doing anything. But the whole time, McKinley keeps coming in. And goes. You gotta take a shower. Artie, you gotta take a shower. You gotta take a shower. I will. Did, did you? Yeah, because your clothes look st- are still dirty. Now, here, what what I loved about the the scene when uh when Gary and everybody nod to each other and they just drag this kid out and throw him in the shower. When I was in Scouts, we used to go to a week long summer camp at Camp Alamucci in New Jersey, and there was a kid who sadly has passed away since then. But at the time, he was just a real jackass, and he didn't take a shower for the whole week. And on the second to last day of camp. You know, like the because we all went home on that Saturday, like on that Friday, all the older kids picked him up and physically dragged him to the shower, which wasn't exactly around the corner from our campsite either. And just dragged him down the trail, threw him in there, turned on all the shower heads. And they said, you are not coming out until you are squeaky friggin clean. So when they did that, I'm like, oh, man, I completely relate to this because yeah, there's the always the kid that happened. refuses to shower. I mean, like, we weren't, like, that great as kids at camp anyway. I think we showered, like, twice. But we, we of course, stupidly justified it by the fact that we were swimming in the lake, which, you know, is the worst possible excuse for it because that's definitely not a shower. In fact, you smell like lake afterwards. I know. At at our camp, it was like, you will at least take a shower Friday afternoon before the banquet. Yes. Um, there's also some funny stuff going on with Victor and Neil. Uh, Ken Marino yep. is and Victor. Joe Latrulio. Joe is Neil. Because Beth and- had promised one, one group of campers that they'll go on the they'll go on the uh, rapid ride or whatever. You know, they'll, yes. They'll go. And and the thing is, like, he's totally going to hook up with Lindsay. Totally. Elizabeth Banks' character, and they're they're totally going to hook up. And they're, they're making out by the lakefront, and then you discover that uh, actually, Abby wants him tonight. And he's all like, Oh, but I gotta go, and it's gonna take all day. She just all night, and we'll be back she grabs tomorrow. him by she grabs him by the balls and lifts him into the air. <laughs> I think he got the hint. <laughs> the best part is that he's so desperate to get back, he throws Neil and all the campers out, and then takes the van back to camp, but he crashes it. Because so they're listening to Danny's the- song at, like, 1.05 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest part. 
part is that he leaves them on the river. And they're just like, we don't know where we're going. Well, I, of course we don't know because he's got the map. It's like, well, we should bring him back. And he's like, Neil's like, all right. So he gets out of the raft and abandons the kids on the river. And like steals a motorcycle. <laughs> and then he's chasing him down on the street and he can't catch him despite the fact that he's on a motorcycle. And this dude's just running. And then one little hay bale in the middle of the road is what stops everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. That scene's friggin' hilarious, too. There's so many just, like, individually hilarious scenes, and I'm sure I'm going to forget a bunch of them. Yep. That's the, the kind of movie. Uh, the last main character I got to talk about here is uh, Kevin Sussman's character, Steve. Of course, I'm a big Bang Theory fan, so I know Kevin as Stuart from the comic book store, who's now a regular on the show. But in this movie, he's a uh, he he thinks he's an alien or a robot or something, I think and he he's talks an alien to robot. <laughs> he's been there for five summers and hasn't made one friend yet. He just stays alone. I will. I am. No, I mean, he's like I am. I am not allowed to speak to the humans designated as JJ and Ray. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and one of them's his brother, right? Yeah, I think so. Did they say something like that? Dude, your brother's weird as hell. Oh, my God. But it's so funny because they're trying to, like, get him to be social and boost his self-esteem. So Beth convince, convinces Ben and Susie to let him be in the talent show. Susie's like, all right, fine, but he's going last. So it's all culminating for the talent show is what everything's leading to. Pretty much, yeah. Everything's leading to the talent show. And, of course, all this stuff is happening, and there, there's timestamps to tell you what time of day it is. And it's hilarious because there's, like, events that should be happening for hours. Well, there's the montage where where uh, where the cook teaches Coop the yeah. new way. The new my way. other favorite scene when he's trying to win Katie over. Where he does, like, a summer's worth of work in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> That's the best part. It's, like, it is 20 minutes. Because it goes from, like, 7.05 to, like, 7.25. You can't catch him in the running. He's trying to teach him parkour. It's so He's ridiculous. To, to pull, put the jelly bean out of his hand or whatever. Oh, my God. So this is all leading up to this big talent show at the end of the day. Um, the other scene I want to talk about is when they're planning, like, the big softball game. And, like, we don't. We don't want to do this. So when the bus arrives, he just tells the coach that they're not going to play. And he's like, all right, he gets back on the bus and drives off. Because he's trying to give him the big speech. We're going to riffraff our way through this. It's going to be great. Or when they're playing the big capture the flag game and the one kid wipes out and you just hear the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> like, and all of a sudden, like, the Jama a Jamaican, like, sprinter just shows up and has the flag and takes off. That was hilarious. <laughs> they all just fall over. <laughs> and then the Kenyan wins. <laughs> then he wins. Oh, my God. That was ridiculous. And then he was right, so wins. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> of course, this is all leading up to the big talent show. And uh, first of all, it's funny. They have uh, Alan Shemper there who's doing this awful stand-up routine yeah, but I, like how it's I was laughing my ass off. yeah but it's all about all how he's like the cat skills and it's freaking show walter so we don't see his character at all during the entire show until like the very yeah. end well the very end because it's he's, like he's, how he's lancelot just, disappears uh, during when tim shows up in yes <laughs> Holy yes <girl. laughs> uh, some who called me tim 
And then Lancelot just disappears. And then when when the rabbit kills everybody and Tim just laughs and walks away and all of a sudden Lancelot just shows up. He's like, sorry about that. God, that was ridiculous. There's so we got to review that movie soon because there's so many fun stats about that movie, specifically how they ran out of budget. Speaking of low budgets, what American Summer had like none, but we still get an effect at the end that's actually kind of impressive considering how low the budget was. So, Sky, there's a piece of Skylab falling towards Earth. So, Newman and Beth and all the nerds build this scientific device that's going to throw it out with a random... Well, first it's to number. detect where it's going to land. They know it's going to land somewhere yeah. on, at the camp. And then they decide it's going to land... Right on the rec center? Right on the rec center during the talent show. But Maybe for some way, way we could do it so we could push it away at the last second. No, you need a random number generator between 1 through 20. Well, any good DM will have his D20 on him at all times. And, of course, since we're starting an online D&D game. Oh, man. And he pulls out the D20. <laughs> I like how he's just, like, rolling it. They're just rolling it and telling him the number, and he inputs it into the computer. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. So... We we have the we have the horrible stand up routine that's so ridiculously funny because of how horribly over the Last top time it is. I was now, in camp. It was in the Stone Age. It's, <laughs> but I love the over exaggerated laughter over everything. It Actually, makes it, so it was the Ice weird. Age. <laughs> he's talking about how it was. He slept on slates. <laughs> Jesus was one it was, of his campmates. Yes, Jesus, God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> He's you know, an old and the talents seventies era Catskill comedian. Yeah, uh, and I love the talents too. The one kid just balances a broom on his palm. For like one kid three lights seconds. Fart. Yeah, one kid lights his fart on fire. And then the dance troupe is from like a rival camp, so everybody rocks out to it, but then they boo them anyway. Oh, it's the group that freaking Amy Poehler was leading and kept on berating. Yeah. Because right, they're going to do Day by Day from Godspell. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. And they come out in the full garb and everything. Fake Superman shirt on Jesus yep. and the suspenders. Like the whole deal. And they do freaking awesome. Everyone rocks out the entire time. And then, <laughs> I love how she's playing the piano, but she's got her back to it. And she's too she's too into it. But then they boo anyway. But then they boo as soon as it's over. And then, of course, the last talent is Steve. And I don't even know what he was supposed to be doing. Some creepy shit. Yeah. So does he, he have powers? Or yeah. did all that so, shit just happen while he was doing yeah, that? Yeah, so he, he just, like, throws his hands up and everything starts blowing out of control. Because apparently some big wind just happened to come through the camp at that particular moment. Because... Everything you know, maybe, shakes maybe, and moves around. And, uh. Yeah, maybe Matt Hardman and Matt Awesome can give me some uh, some insight here, but I'm not entirely convinced that Maine has giant gusts of wind that just randomly roll through. But everything's blowing around. The people are blowing around. No, but you and know of who course, is who sets all our stuff in Maine? Stephen King. Yes. Maybe some Stephen yeah. King bullshit happened during that. That's pretty <laughs> much what it was. <laughs> And then, like, as all this is happening, Abby and Lindsay just decide they're going to make out. Because why not? Yeah. <laughs> so this is all happening. And then Skylab crashes just out of range of the rec center. So nobody gets hurt. 
and the the nerds celebrate of their accomplishment. Meanwhile, Steve gets this humongous standing ovation for being the talent at the talent show. Uh, and then and uh, Coop comes in and he gives her a gift, right? Yeah, it's his flannel shirt. So she goes outside and they, she confesses her love for him. And they make out, and it's a happy, happily ever after ending. Until the next day. Where everyone has when, to start going home now. <laughs> yeah, there's like ran, you know, random people crying hysterically. But the best part is when he goes to say goodbye to her. And she's like, look. And she, and she just throws him in the friend zone. She's like, look. I, I want to be with Andy right now because he's hot and he's chiseled and you're not. And right now all I want to do is fuck. But when it comes time to settle down and get married, I'll call you. <laughs> you oh my god, write. that was <laughs> you better. <write. laughs> that was. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Well, we gotta talk about Beth and Henry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because we saved the camp, I got the award, and now I've made tenure, and NASA wants to hire me. And yes. and no, they'll give me an apartment for two, and and they'll even fly you out to work at the camp every summer, and she's and like, maybe we can work on your problem. And she's like, "There's no problem. I'm pregnant." Like that's <laughs> terrific. Like jeez. And then we find out that uh, Gail, whose husband showed up during the talent show, and she oh, it was Judah Freeland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> used the advice that the kid gave her to tell him off for good and now the two of them are getting married in a week <laughs> and you better you better come over we're gonna have shrimp well they better not be jumbo shrimp because I'm allergic to oxymorons <laughs> oh my god it was freaking terrific and then <clears throat> I, I have to ask Dan did you stay after the credits uh, how far? To the end of the credits. The end end. Uh, not this time, but I did in the past when I saw uh, it a couple years ago. Uh, okay. Because earlier in the movie, all the counselors, after you know having a fun time hanging out, all agree that in ten years they're going to meet and hang out again. At like, 9.30. Well, you, well, you know, we'll just say 9 and we'll show up at 9.30. It's like, come on, we'll be in our late 20s by then. I think we can be on time. Yes, of course. Plus, I have a thing at 11. Plus, I have a thing at 11, right. You know, in 10 years. And the best part is, who's the one that's late? <laughs> I thought you guys... I thought you guys agreed on 9.30. Well, we did, but we all showed up at 9. Oh, my God. Wet Hot American Summer. This movie is friggin' hilarious. Now... I've seen some pretty negative reviews for this movie online. It's like a six seven on IMDb. Yeah, um, I, I would equate this to being one of those movies that there's probably not too much middle ground to a film like this. Yeah, if it's you're either not gonna in your really zone, you're gonna freaking hate it. Yeah, like there's a lot of comedies I, I feel that way about. Like, you know, if you're not gonna like this type of movie, then you're you're gonna absolutely hate it but if you think it's funny you're gonna have a great time like fear and loathing from earlier <laughs> yeah exactly and i didn't hate fear and loathing it just wasn't my type of movie yeah. that's just how it is all right so here's some uh here's some fun facts about 
good old wet hot american summer uh bradley cooper actually missed his graduation ceremony just to film this movie <laughs> that's dedication to your craft especially because he took a dick up the ass gross uh paul rudd paul rudd stated in entertainment weekly in 2011 that he's not sure he ever got paid for this movie <laughs> he just thinks because the budget and production staff were so small they just overlooked making out a check for him which is funny because he's one of the most entertaining parts of the movie by far. And his freaking character being a total dick the whole time. Um, Camp Tawanda, where the movie was filmed, in it was actually in Pennsylvania. And it was also filmed during the spring, which was incredibly chilly, despite the title of the movie being Wet Hot. But, you know, whatever. Um, they were told this was going to be a family comedy. And when they saw the final cut of the film, they were absolutely mortified. <laughs> uh, the production ran 29 days and it rained 25 of those days yeah I had, so I'm one, sure was, I had one summer when I was at camp working where it rained just about every day yeah like we well, had you so tell. many rainy days we had to come up with new activities new indoor activities for everyone to do yeah well there's there's one scene in the movie it's, it's when the uh, it's when the canyon captures the flag and he runs, he runs to the finish line. You can see there's like a huge rainstorm moving in. This guy is very inconsistent in this movie, and I'm sure it was a bitch trying to like find all those spots where it wasn't raining consistently. And you can even see like in some of the scenes, there's like water dripping off the roofs. Um, <clears throat> let's see. We need some other fun stats here. I think I, I talked about how the Skylab uh, prop was only one one thirteenth the volume of the real one, but they said it made for a good gag. Uh, the movie was thud, and then they hang out like by it at the very end as they talk about whether or not they they did it or the wind did it, and then and then they're all like, "You guys are my f best friends. You're my only friends." Um, when, when Beth is calling out all the people who have to get their trunks outside for the bus that's going to Boston, and she's naming all these, like, incredibly Jewish names because it's a Jewish camp, she's basically making them up on the spot. So one of them is, like, David Ben-Gurion, which was the prime minister, of, the first ever prime minister of Israel, Rabbi Menachem Shikniersen, I can't even pronounce these names, who was the 20th century leader of the Chabad Lubavitch Hasids, a movement within ultra-Orthodox Judaism. I'm sure any Jews listening to the show are going to be like, you're not even close. Jews. Yeah. I can't help that. Get racist Vince out of here. That's Club Cafe Podcast. Let me tell you something, Jews. Um, and of course, H. John Benjamin actually auditioned for the role of Gary. But he was no he's no assistant. He's a can. But my favorite stat about the whole movie is that on Live with Regis and Kelly, they asked Bradley Cooper, of all the actresses you've ever co-stars co-starred with, who's your favorite on-screen kisser? And he said it was Michael Ian Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my favorite stat about this movie. So uh that was Wet Hot American Summer. I had a I had a great ride with this movie, and I laughed hysterically a lot. Uh, I, I would recommend this, and I, it's definitely a movie I'll watch again. And remember, it's a Netflix series in a few days. 
It's indeed. So make sure you check that out. And uh, thank you to Giant Media Ball for continuing to host this wonderful podcast along with our wrestling podcast, Club Kayfabe. Giant Media Ball. It's like a giant ball of media. No fleas. Guaranteed. No fleas. And that will wrap it up for this week. Now, next next week. week, What? You got more? But next week. Tune in for more. Next Indeed. So next week, we are going to start our next theme month for the month of August. For four weeks in a row, we are going to watch Back to School movies. This is going to celebrate Back to School Month, which for those of you still in college, probably kind of groaning at the thought of going back to to college. (laughs) We're going to start out Back to School Month with what else? National Lampoon's Animal House. I'm so looking forward to this because I love this movie. Um, that'll be our next week episode. Week after that, we're going to watch Billy Madison, which is arguably Adam Sandler's greatest movie. It's also a back-to-school movie involving all the grades. Then it's Revenge of the Nerds, and we're going to wrap it up with The Breakfast Club. There you go. Animal House, Billy Madison, Revenge of the Nerds, and The Breakfast Club. Four weeks of back-to-school comedies. Yeah. No super serial movies for now. Eh. Breakfast Club's kind of serial. It's funny, yeah, it's a but, rat it's, pack but it's pretty serious. Brat pack, not a rap. <laughs> I said brat. Rap. I said brat. Did it come off as rap? Because that's awesome. No, that's that's the uh, hilarious. If we had freaking Dean Martin in the. <laughs> Bada boom! I'm in high school. Uh, Smoke yes. up. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in to our thirtieth episode. We're gonna keep on rolling all the way through 2015 yeah, and beyond. So we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>